welcome to the IU2 podcast. This is number uh, episode number eighty one, where we talk all things U two, including um, how great Acrobat is live and other things related to the Experience and Innocence tour. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that in a moment. I'm joined on this episode by, besides, um, uh, if it's not obvious, spoilers abound. So uh, I think we can just dispense with the idea of the spoilers at this point. If you're listening to a YouTube podcast talking about YouTube tours. Uh, we're going to be talking about songs they played. <laughs> it was fine. It was all fine and well before when there was like leaks and stuff. But at this point, consider that every episode going forward will have details about the shows. Right. So um, those in agreements with me are uh, to my. <laughs> why do I do this to myself? Why do you do? Why do you do that? Left is on the show with me tonight. Are yeah. There you go. That would be better if I was more professional. To Sulo, that's welcome back to the show. Thanks. And uh, Matt. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm well. So of the three of us, I'm the only one who has not yet seen uh, a live in in the flesh, anyways, uh, uh, concert. I was going to say episode <laughs> of you two. <laughs> Have you followed a Periscope, though? Yeah, I followed the first couple, the first night Periscope for sure. Well, we did, I not we, I did a sort of a live stream, whatever, reaction video, right? Oh, that's right. To, How'd that go? The sh- to the concert yeah. it was good actually there's like there's more people <laughs> no offense to you guys <laughs> but there's more people who tuned in for that than for our podcast ever it was weird we had like 30 people <laughs> watching <Yes>. watching me <laughs> watching periscope streams which it was fun though there's people in the chat etc i mean it was just like excitement over the first night show right so yeah it is um but yeah i think it's something we'll try and do again some it's i mean there's Everybody can already tune into a Periscope stream themselves. They don't need help, ho- hopefully, doing that at this point. But it was kind of fun to like surf the different streams together and and find what was working and jump to a mixler if the periscopes were down and all that kind of stuff. So, but you guys were actually there in in person, enjoying it. So we'll get we'll get to that in a moment. But um, in case you haven't already seen it, I've mentioned a couple times in the episode or in the podcast that we have uh, at at YouTube has a a brief a. Um, what is it? Three to five minute long kind of, here's what's happened. More like 60 second to 60 two seconds. and a half minute long. Okay. There yeah. you go. Today, 61 seconds, I think. And, uh, and you can find that at anchor.fm slash ATU2, or of course, follow the Twitter handle at ATU2 on Twitter. And, uh, are we posting those to Facebook as well? Do they have like a nice Facebook? I did today no? just to, just to see if it would do anything. I never have before, but I did today. So okay. see. But really they should access it on Alexa or Google, or Google or yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the that's the point that's of it point. is that you're just you're just yeah. kind of sitting around at home and you've got your device over there and you're oh I wonder what's going on and oh I'll just ask Alexa and at you two tells right. you the news. Yeah, and it just reads it back for you. Um, yeah. or not doesn't read you hear <laughs> today it was Tasula I think it's say, Matt we read it yeah, yeah. it's yes mostly two of us but yeah it's the bot version of Tasula or Matt reading <laughs> news for you I wish <laughs> machine learning you and could AI make that yeah. <laughs> And also, um, speaking of machine learning, which that's a terrible transition, but uh, there's some, Matt has put together some free uh, U2 Experience and Innocence Tour wallpapers for your mobile device, which will be linked oh, in, yeah. in the show notes as well. So it gives you, what, like some tour dates and stuff on it if you're... Yeah, and like somebody remind me, at, like, because uh, it's one one per month, so we have, to re- we have to send another one out, another reminder out for the June, because the one that I'm using now just has the May dates on it. And it was so, came in so handy in Tulsa, because yeah. we're like, you know, what shows are coming up that you're going to? And you're like, oh, well, let me look. Oh, here's the shows. Yeah, it was just... So yeah, I, I was really glad that we did that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. Boy, that hat you too comes up with some good ideas every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> every so often we hit one out of the park anyways. Um, and <laughs> we, uh, for this podcast, as if you're not familiar, if this is your first episode, welcome here. And, uh, we stream it live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash good stuff, underscore FM generally on Wednesday nights. And then, uh, of course you can record or we record it and you can listen to the audio version and, uh, various formats on various devices, wherever you happen to listen to podcasts, look for us, the at YouTube podcast in your favorite podcast player of choice. And if you're in the Apple podcast ecosystem, a rating and review is an awesome way to help out. I'm sure other other players have ratings and reviews as well that can help, but uh, Apple's is sort of the predominant one. And so if you can leave us a rating or review, uh, five stars or higher is great to hear and see. And that would be awesome to help us out. I feel a lot of pressure all of a sudden because it hadn't occurred to me that this might be someone's first time listening to our podcast, but you're right. It could be. And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to be really good. Yeah. That's where I think we kind of need to do like, it's probably time to do like a greatest hits uh, collection, just like any rock band. Totally. We're into our, you know, second phase maybe or so. This is the second tour we're covering completely as a podcast. And so probably time to put together a greatest hits package and then get some new listeners People can start to be. And that, that blooper reel of you saying everybody's names, pronouncing, <laughs> mispronouncing everybody's names. <laughs> yeah, our God Girl says in the chat, our Christmas album. <laughs> Christmas album. There you go. We should totally do a Christmas uh, album. Yeah. <laughs> There's big money in Christmas albums. Um, but I tell and- <laughs> you, though, when, when, when I shout across a breakfast room at the Hampton Inn and somebody recognizes my yeah. voice because of this show... Oh my gosh. Aside from, aside from being a little frightening, you have to be a little proud, Chris, that we have reached those <laughs> levels of fandom. The amount of people in Tulsa who said, Seriously. Oh, I recognize your voice from the podcast, or yeah, I yeah. listened to your podcast. It was it was it off was the charts. So much. Almost everyone that, that approached yep. us mentioned it. That's hilarious. Even That's if awesome. they've been even if they've been readers for years, they've made a point of mentioning. Well, I think there's something not to go too mad. I guess we can now that we're celebrating our greatest hits album. <laughs> <my soul's> <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but it is, there's something about hearing the the voices. Obviously, everybody's read. Lots of people read the articles and stuff. But there's sure. you know hearing and seeing potentially if you watch the live stream and stuff. Yeah, it's just a deeper connection. So I like that. It, I just had this image of like Tasula shouting, pass the syrup. And then some, everyone's ears perk up. Like, I know that voice. Like, he was like, hey, I'm like, you know, mid bagel. No one else there. I'm alone at the table because these clowns are late for breakfast. And yeah, thankfully he was very nice. <laughs> Hi, Tom from Austin. Very, very nice. I think she's talking about you, Matt. Yeah. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you who were. Was, who's the clown that was late for breakfast? I don't know who you're. There's somebody in the room behind you. Actually, to be fair, Sherry wasn't late. She just went to the post office and then was on her way back. So, anyway, it right, was we'll fun. Get to the tour in a second. But uh, if you're, like I said, if you're new and you want to send in, we will reference people who've sent in questions or comments, and you can do that generally via Twitter. You can use the hashtag ask at you too, and we'll collect those and, and use them in future episodes. Um, there is a link in the show notes that'll have to, if you want to submit an audio question or comment, that's great as well. And it's just like a upload, record your segment, your audio question and upload it to a Dropbox thingy. Um, the link will be in the show notes. It's easier to follow the link rather than trying to explain it over audio. But uh, yeah, we uh, basically are going to devote the whole rest of the episode just to reviewing and talking about the first four 
shows, three cities, four shows of Experience and Innocence has happened so far. So just in case folks aren't aware, I guess, which I said I haven't been to any, what shows have you guys been to? Matt, we'll start with you. Uh, just Tulsa for me. And Sula. And I went to Tulsa and St. Louis. All right. So in uh, you're, you're in the elevator and you're having to tell somebody, a fellow YouTube fan, they ask you, how was the show? What's your two to three minute, if it's a really long elevator ride, pitch on the show, I guess. We'll go with Tasula first this time. Uh, what a fantastic surprise. Just a, a great celebration of both albums, Innocence and Experience, and uh, a little happiness and joy thrown on top of that. So I, I was very pleasantly surprised. It exceeded my expectations. All right. And Matt? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, you know, Tulsa was opening night and opening night always has, um, you know, bugs and, you know, flubs and this and that and the other. And, you know, they're, they're, they're never quite like, I, I, I assume every band is that way. Like your, your first show there's, you know, things aren't at working at a hundred percent yet. So there was some of that, but yeah, I thought, I mean, it was obvious to me, you know, as I was walking out, I was just like, wow, that was good. But give it a couple weeks and it's going to be really, really great, I think. And I feel like, I mean, I hate to kind of, I hate to kind of like judge or put too much stock in what we see on Periscope or what we hear on Mixler because it's like night and day compared to being in the building. But the show last night, San Jose 2, besides uh, the The lead vocalist talking (laughs) a lot, the band sounded really really great last night again agree well it's it's different you know on a periscope or whatever but it just sounded like way better than what i remember from tulsa so i i like so good in tulsa gonna be great and seemingly already getting there to some degree you have to think that there's like a a tightness to the comes to the band obviously just from playing the same set now with a few mix-ups but or not mix-ups but like chain swap outs um but also a familiarity with uh, like knowing that the screen is working, knowing that the video elements are there, except for one for some reason, which we'll maybe talk about. Um, and but yeah, just and the staging and just like you know, I was watching one uh, for someone's YouTube video of of Red Flag Day, which was played, and or no different song, anyways. But um, seeing Bono kind of like having to look down the steps as he's coming down off the barricade thing or whatever because it wasn't quite lit up yet and like <laughs> just oh yeah you know, just a familiarity with the surroundings of <laughs> walking sure. around yeah that uh, he doesn't have to worry about as much as he gets obviously a little more familiar well and and didn't and it wasn't there an interview or i don't know where it was but was wasn't there didn't bono or one of the band members note that the rehearsals towards the end of rehearsals that things were not going real well um and so I think, yeah, so I think, you know, you go in, if you're, if you don't feel like you have it nailed down or ready to launch, and then you have no choice, but to play your opening night, you're, I think, you know, there's probably some sort of hesitancy there. And is this going to work? And we're not really confident. And yeah, yeah. I think that probably played all played into it. They're taking a lot of risks too, that I don't know that we all saw coming. Like, I'm glad they're doing it, but I didn't think that they would go as far as they've gone with their themes. So. Yeah, that yeah, um, which those I think those are the things that um, again speaking of someone who hasn't been there, but like when you just watch it over Periscope, it's hard to sort of 
get the whole picture because you're obviously just subject to whatever view or or angle that the person who's periscoping uh, happens to record. And then you don't really take it all in the same way that when you're in the, in the crowd, obviously. And so um, I, from what I've seen on Periscope and stuff, everybody seems to be really excited about, um, uh, about the show and the way it's been presented and, and all that kind of stuff. And obviously you're still excited to go. It's not like people are asking for refunds for their tickets. I don't think. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm out of here. Well, I think oh, we have uh, uh update from the chat room. Uh, the video for one will be back. It wasn't meant for one actually. And it was edited by Anton Corbin apparently. And so it uh, will be back in some form. So maybe it wasn't, it was played at the wrong spot. Was it played in both? It was only played in Tulsa. And, but both but if times, it wasn't meant for oh no, just Tulsa. One, yeah. If it wasn't meant for one, what was it meant for? I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Interesting. Huh? Because for, for me, that really Im- that elevated one like a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my not, God, I don't hate one anymore. Like, see, I, and I, lo- I always love one, but that video is so powerful. Just, I was oh, like, wow. Huge. huge. So, yeah, he says, she says he didn't say. Um, so I guess the, the, uh, for folks who didn't, who haven't seen anything at all and are wondering, there was a video playing during one that was basically showing kids getting ready for school, right. And uh, at school, but all with helmets on like army helmets on parents aren't wearing helmets and, and, but the kids they were going so. into combat basically yeah. to start their day or the it idea very, of like, yeah, preparing powerful. for a school, being safe at school that, you know, it's necessary to be with the school shooting stuff and all that kind of stuff. So many different angles on it there, but yeah, then it was all of a sudden removed. So that's literally breaking news as we, <laughs> as we record right now. So <laughs> dun, 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 dun. yeah, <laughs> I hope he didn't you. edit it too much because it was really great as it was, but yeah. Anton edited it apparently. Right. So maybe it's going to be different than what we saw. Not, I, I was taking that to mean maybe she meant that it was edited originally by Anton, but maybe it was and now it's been edited again. Well, it looked there. like his work. I mean, I would have assumed yeah. he did it just because of the sepia, you know, like right. <laughs> just because of the, the filter. T- the t- <laughs> no, I know. I know. Right. What you, mean. <laughs> you know, I mean, he has a style just like yeah. Andrew McPherson has a style and Kevin Godley has a style. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> uh, some listener questions we had some uh, from at Tim Jahar in case you're not sick of her questions yet no we're happy to have lots of questions his name wrong again. <laughs> no, you got his name wrong again Why, what did I say oh jeez Tim J- oh. <laughs> it's just Jar Tim Jar what did I say Tim <laughs> add that to the blooper reel I'll say Tim Radler uh, <laughs> call it, you, know, you know what Chris <laughs> you can call it because of your location you can call him Tim Horton and call it good <laughs> sure <laughs> i'm not yeah okay um <laughs> he said he was in ga for joshua tree 2017 in chicago and we were packed in pretty tight is there really that much more room to move around within ga in arenas on this tour i think it depends on the venue i mean and it depends on how many seats are sold in the venue like we had pl- plenty of room and i felt like we had plenty of room in tulsa um, my friend that was on the floor, I was actually in a seat in St. Louis, but my friend that was on the floor said she had even more room in Missouri. So, you know, St. or San Jose looked pretty packed, but that's just, I saw answer guys videos, you know? And so I'm not, I'm going on television and not being there yeah. in person, but. I, I, I remember on the 2015 tour, I don't remember, you know, the list of shows I saw off the top of my head, but I remember GA in Chicago seemed like we were sardines much more so than yeah. other venues. So I don't know if it's 
that venue. That makes the, sense. The hockey though. rink is is a little wider in some places than others, or they sell more tickets in some. I don't know. Yeah. I was trying to work in a dig on the Chicago Blackhawks, but uh, anyways, um, I, I've seen lots of people on like Instagram stories and stuff saying like I was lined up. Normally I line up at, you know, 8 a.m. in the morning and then but this time I couldn't make it here and I'm still like one foot away from the stage or whatever. So it seems like you're but, never that far. Yeah. And obviously with the E stage or whatever, or the I stage or whatever it's called, um, it's, you know, the band moves around and you're never even if some, one person's really, you know, right on the rail in one spot, they're completely far away from the band at other points. And the tour, band right? spreads out so much time that you're going to one of them kind of close to you wherever you are, almost at all times. So, right. So, like, um, let's just talk about that. The it was a New Year's no New Year's Day no Pride. They play Pride. all of a sudden. Adam and Edge are in like these satellites. Pop up. Yeah, and they built a little stage. <laughs> they, yeah. they built like between when the. When the During lights the went down, they, they, they built a stage. They literally yeah. built a stage. It was like little elves came in and constructed this <laughs> little stage. And then the next day you turn on, Mason like taps me and I'm like, what? What? Oh, it's, it's Adam standing right there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So how did he, do you have a sense of how he got there? Is there, they must've had there's, obviously there's like little, a, there's little steps up the platform. No, I know how he got up onto the stage. I mean, like, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, <laughs> like, through the crowd, right? He walked, he's, Chris. <laughs> like he just walks through the crowd or like, he. No, I think he goes. He would have. Well, so okay. Well, so the song before that is the song before that is staring at the sun, right? And so Bono and Edge. Bono and Edge are on the East stage. So Edge, you can see it on one of the videos. I think one of the videos that we posted, or anyway, one of the one of the videos that Edge just walks down, and one of the security guys follows him around the side of the you know the hockey rink border to. The platform, they're right on the edge of the red zone. And then Adam and Larry, they were backstage because Staring at the Sun is just the the other two acoustic. And so Larry just walks out onto the main stage and plays from there. And then Adam would have walked, you know, just again, a, staying on the floor, just around. Yeah, just, just yeah. yeah. He just walks from behind the stage through the through the red zone. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just a question. <laughs> <laughs> like Chris is very into the, the, the logistics of this. The logistics, I know. Well, it is it is pretty exciting to like turn around and then you've got a rock star like like you know touching you almost. It's like whoa, whoa, you, and we could almost jarring. smell him. Right. Yeah, I, I, I very well. I mean, eye contact. I got a good picture of him like smiling right at me, which I put out that night. All the Adam girls were like, "Thank you, Tasula. This is the best gift ever." <laughs> it's funny. I was like, "Well, I was focused on Larry's glasses, but congratulations, you know." <laughs> yeah exactly so how do rock stars smell like now we know <laughs> uh we, in the chat we uh, god girl says he samantha from bewitched twitches his nose and poof he's on the stage so <laughs> that that's work. a better that answer. work as well <laughs> um the uh let's see at, at j leonard 530 how do i how do i do on that one matt I think that's correct. <laughs> okay. I'm going to run all the names past you first. <laughs> Staff theories on what happened to McFisto. The genius of the early 90s version was dark humor. The mixture of ridiculousness, evil was brilliant. Now he's just Pennywise and it feels a lot flatter. What's Pennywise? Uh, feels a lot flatter to who? I want to say, were you there? Jay Leonard, first 530. Of <laughs> first of all, were you there? 
if you weren't there, that might explain your perception. But if you're there, I can't tell you how my heart started pounding when this thing came up on the screen. It, it, to me, it's 10 times more powerful because it's so sinister. It's it's <clears throat> He's still campy in a way, in the way that he you know, speaks and, and his scripts and everything. But, but the root of it is really what Bono's like itching to say, but can't say as Bono and maintain his humanitarian God status. So I found it seven times more powerful that he was calling out racists and in California calling out Putin and, you know, just going for it. Whereas old McFisto was ordering pizzas and, harassing harassing the president you know How you? so i guess i could i guess yeah. i would just say i disagree i disagree yeah yeah no i agree i i and and i think to solely ask the the right question is was jay leonard there and 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 if and if not then you know i'll just say what i said earlier if you're only taking this in on the mixlers or the periscopes don't like try not to be mm. too judgmental of what you see because it's so different from being in the room and and yeah. yeah I don't I don't find it flat at all I mean and and the other thing I would say is we're only a couple shows in and this tour goes until November and you know was McFisto brilliant if the you know if you think the original McFisto from '93 was brilliant was it brilliant on day one in Rotterdam I don't know maybe it was maybe it wasn't but. Yeah, it's most of us evolve. have like Sydney, the Sydney VHS tape of Zoo yeah. TV as the right. reference point That's for Mephisto. I, yeah, <laughs> especially as North Americans who never saw him in person if we didn't right. leave the continent. Yeah, so it's for me, it was a huge treat because obviously I didn't leave the continent to see Zoo TV. So mm-hmm. I, I just think it's it's super brave of them, and the way it, it transitions into Acrobat makes me not hate that they're playing Acrobat. <laughs> 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 it's just, I knew you had to get that in there. Um, and I well, would say that like, because it's fair to say that that changed my mind and I can be a better person and agree that it did. <laughs> we'll get to that part in a minute. The, yeah, the, I um, know you will. the, uh, I wish I had clips queued up from the last episode. Actually, when Matt was on, I should have thought ahead of that one, but anyway, I'm so glad you didn't do that. <laughs> There's only so much time in the day. <laughs> the, uh, I would say that like just purely basing out on, on, um, periscope or mixler or whatever as is my experience it does come off as like uh makes me wonder how it is when you're in the live environment with that because it feels like it could be really awkward and cheesy like what's that guy doing he's kind of play acting but he's not completely whereas i could totally see you know your experience of being there obviously changes it dramatically in terms of how it feels and how it's comes off and yeah all that kind of stuff so and there's a big I, difference between a filter that looks like Satan and a guy in some bad makeup with stupid little horns on. I think the filter is actually more powerful. And I agree with what with what Von B says in the in the chat. The accent is kind of weird, and it's not what he did in '93. And it's hard for you know. I remember in Tulsa, it was hard to understand what he was saying at times. Mm. And so I kind of wonder if he's also going to adjust the accent i just assume he just you know go back to the accent that he used on 93 that was you know at least i could understand what he was saying <laughs> it had but, more theatric yeah. to it like there was a, a flair to it i guess back then where this yeah. was a little more like to said a little more sinister 
Um, he's concentrating on making the face stay sinister though. Like if you see, he's in this little like beauty mirror and he has to sit at a certain or stand at a certain angle and move his head a certain way. And if you watch him doing it, a lot of people got this on video. He's concentrating so desperately on making the visual appear that I don't think he's thinking of the vocal. And I think it will get better to speak to what Matt said. I think that's where like anybody who's used an Instagram yeah. or, or Snapchat filter, like obviously if you move the wrong way, then it all, that can't find your eyes. And, and that's where it feels right. awkward to me watching him, just the Periscope version of him right. trying to like make sure he's in the right spot for this technology to work where it feels like it'd be nice if just the technology got out of the way and it wasn't so obvious that he was like just trying to do the snap. Cause I, even I was watching a Periscope stream of the last show and I heard someone say, Oh, that's a Snapchat filter. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, well, it's not, but I know what you mean. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool though? If like you could like dial that up yourself on, they Snapchat should, I don't know why they honestly, like I would give anything you can do a sponsored filter. Like, I mean, other brands have done right. that obviously. And there's no reason why they shouldn't just for like a giggle, even like, yeah, just to involve some fans in a different way. So, <laughs> All right. Um, (laughs) Our Flickr photo album would get really interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like the, I mean, with just like with the AR stuff they're doing with the album, which is just like gimmicky kind of okay. I guess we should just answer that question too. It's cool though. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not, it's different. So the app, like how many, I guess you're standing around in the GA or you guys were both in GA, right? For the shows you were at. For Tulsa, we were, yeah. Yeah. is everybody pulling out their phone and doing the AR thing like the no. app or is it like half or in GA, I would say at least half this. There were some people in the seats that started like catching on when they were watching what everybody else was doing. But it, we glanced back when it first changed, when the screen first changed and there weren't too many people really messing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say maybe a third or somewhere between a third and a, a half third. were, That's were probably aware of, of what was going accurate. on and, and, doing trying to do something with their phone and it's not so like um what's the word necessary i guess to be viewing it through your phone anyways right that people aren't like scrambling feeling like they're missing out on something or it's is it just a blue screen of well what we now think is something and i don't know if you want to get into it yeah might as well right away yeah that we think it's bono's mri that's on the screen when when it starts there's a a blue blanketed screen that has texture to it and all of the sleuthing that the fans have done and looking at set lists where MRI is scribbled literally on that part of the set list. It's like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense actually. And then when you go into the next part of the show, which is the blackout and these little creepy figures are trying to push their way out of the screen, which is just so disturbing that I actually did have a nightmare about it. But anyway, I still loved it. It's still my favorite song, but, um, but everybody's theory is that that's like the claustrophobic Bono, like, getting into his MRI. And I think that's a brilliant theory and it's probably true. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you wonder how much of it is a happy accident that they just kind of like threw the stuff together and whatever. I, and then other, what was intentional accident? Nothing with you two is an accident. I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think any of that's a happy, <laughs> happy accident at all. I think, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I, I, cause I remember the on open on Tulsa, we like 10 or 15 minutes before the show started, somebody, I don't know if it was security or, but somebody had a set list. And so we took mm. the photo and shared it and all that sort of stuff. And I saw the intro, the song, uh, the song title with the intro song said MRI on there. And I was like, Oh, cute. They're doing something related to 
to Bono's health situation, Cute. but I didn't take that Cute. any yeah. further. <laughs> I didn't take that any further than that. And then to see all the discussion that's happened on Twitter yeah. about it, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This makes total perfect Brilliant. sense. He's, he's in the, in the cage by himself. And yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. And then he comes, he emerges during beautiful day. I mean, if you look at the progression of the set list, what at first yeah. kind of seemed jumbled and weird now makes perfect sense. Absolute yep. perfect sense. Yeah. Right. And cause yeah, cause he's yeah, right. Cause he's these love is all we have left. And then he's like going up to heaven the blackout. During, during, during lights of home. And then the half, then second half of the song, he's coming back down and goes towards the B. So it's like, or am I going to die? Am I not? Right. So it's all. And then the, very, all very, because of which Mason, you know, was like um, the, the line about I'm so glad to be alive or whatever it is. And, and um, all because of you. That makes perfect sense. It's like yeah. exactly. Yeah, I don't right. think any of that's. I don't think any of that's an accident. So, and even to the there was like talk of MRI noises or sounds of like a nurse yeah. or doctor maybe calling mm-hmm. out instructions and yep. things like that. So, um, which that's what I was tweeting is like it is kind of funny that like a rock band going on tour is like right. starting their concert off with like, hey, we're all gonna die maybe, and this could be how you die, and let's remember that, and then <laughs> into the show. So. Yeah, but I I do I agree I do I I didn't mean to even imply actually that it was accidental in terms of like all that level of stuff. But sometimes fans kind of like sleuth deeper than probably even the band was like intending. Oh, but Chris, I don't I don't think you two fans are ever guilty of over analysis. <laughs> this is episode eighty one of a podcast talking about a band. And, and the decoder rings will be delivered on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If only uh, they had their own I mean, box. We did, we, when is, we did when like, is the Weebies box going to come out? <laughs> we did like three podcasts dedicated to those letters that got sent in the mail, <laughs> didn't we? So there's no over-analysis right? going on at all. No. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce Gibby Jablane, Gibby Jlane in the chat. <laughs> 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 there you go. Take a drink every time I mess up someone's name and you'll have a lot of fun listening to this podcast. I'm just so proud of them right now. I mean, nine out of 13 songs. Like, are you talking? Rare songs. I love the atmospherics of the ocean and Bono speaking. Apologies for butchering your username. Uh, <laughs> speaking of things to try and figure out. Okay. So chat room here, you can play along with us if you're live listening live at SPPS Arnold said, um, any thoughts on why the lads aren't playing? Now this is an acronym for you two song. I need to see who's going to figure it out the f- quickest in the chat room to type it back out to me. I'll try and actually say the letters correctly. T L T T G Y A. So just give him a second. T-L-T-T-G-Y-A. Because I was looking at, I, I look at them, I know in the, in our, at YouTube Slack, people like throwing around acronyms. I'm like, I have no idea which song you're even talking Seriously, about. That's all, we, we speak in acronyms. Yeah. While, every, while everyone answers your question, you guys, in our Slack today, you guys were talking about some song called SOL. And I'm thinking, beep out of luck? They don't have a song. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. MT Temple four says the little things that give you away. There you go. Um, congratulations. You get 10 points. Uh, it's one of the best songs from them in many years. And certainly one of the best songs on SOE. What's SOE, Matt? SOE. That is songs, songs (laughs) over eggs. All right. Over easy. We, uh, over easy. Yeah. That's how you like your eggs. (laughs) <laughs> the uh we did talk about this last episode too of like it didn't seem to be um uh or no when, i'm mixing up when we're talking about things anyways uh getting loopy here to the show but um it does seem like odd that they had rehearsed it and, and sort of left the last tour 
uh, Joshua Tree Tour with it, left us with that, and then aren't even touching it this time. Um, Maybe that's why. Remember how people responded to it? Yeah. They seem to get better. That's what we had sort of touched on last episode or that episode. We were talking about it, but I, they sort of figured it out. But yeah, it just maybe doesn't fit, I guess, with the themes. It's not about where they wanted to throw it. And the fact that they would throw in all because of you with like the intentionality we were, we mentioned earlier um, says that they're, they're willing to like, like use a song to fit that fits the theme is more important than playing song X or Y, which um, mm-hmm. I think, who was it? Uh, Tim, Tim, I want to say his last name, just Tim. Tim Horton said, uh, if the deep tracks you two is playing this tour, only ocean acrobat, do you see you two ever being bold enough to really shake it up? Or is it greatest hits new album from only from here on now? Um, and I would if say this like shaking it up. I don't know what is, but go ahead. Yeah. And I, that's where I would say, I watched the video with Dallas, uh, shoe, uh, on reverb.com and, and, you know, even at, like you said, at this stage in their career, they could definitely phone it in if they wanted to and just do a victory tour lap or two for some money and retirement homes or whatever. Um, and that they really want to push themselves to just not rest on our laurels and, and keep going with, you know, making interesting, putting out interesting performances. I think that's why you're seeing this kind of mixed up set list and stuff. And I mean, they're not, they're, you know, I th- like all of songs of innocence and songs of experience are deep cuts at this point. Right. Like, thank you. Yeah. Those, those two albums are not huge, hugely popular in the U2 canon. So that's, 17 or 15 deep cuts or whatever it is, 13 deep cuts. I can't, I don't have the set list in front of me. Um, so those are, so those are all deep cuts. Um, and Think then, about it in the mindset of a fan that doesn't watch at YouTube podcasts and go to 17 shows yeah. and do yeah, like exactly. everybody that I sat with in St. Louis, they didn't know anything until new year's yeah. day came on. And they were so excited when New Year's Day came on. It was like, ah, yep. there's my band, you know, and yeah. everybody out of their seats dancing and everything. But they sat down for the, even the the Cedarwood and the beautiful visuals and everything. They were, they were appreciative of those, but they were still getting food and leaving. And nobody knew Acrobat in my section. Nobody knew. Um, one guy got excited for Until the End of the World was like, oh my gosh, I think that's from Octon Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. You're right. Yeah, it is. But anyway, so think there, about all those people. The the majority of the people that are in the seats don't know two thirds of what's going on at every show yeah. on this tour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, I mean, they're of their top ten most played live songs. They're only playing four of the top twenty yeah. most played live songs. They're only playing eight. And I just, I, you know. I just, if we, six months ago, we did podcasts like during when the tickets went on sale and we were like trying to, you know, preview or predict or whatever, what this tour would be like. And if I had come on this podcast and said to you, Hey guys, we're going to have McFisto and Acrobat. You guys would have kicked me out of that. You too. You would be like, God, you're an idiot. They're never going to do something that crazy. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, just at some, at some point we have to say, you know what? This is pretty darn good, right? I mean, it's just, right. I don't know. I don't understand all the complaining about the set list. Last year, everybody complained, oh, they're playing, the, you know, all the hits, Joshua Tree plus greatest hits. Why don't they mix it up? And now they're mixing it up. And everybody's like, well, why aren't they just, why don't they play streets? And why don't they play with Where's without the mysterious like, ways? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mount, oh. Mount Temple in the chat says, guy next to me in red zone after 13 said, that can't be it. <laughs> when they play like their longest <laughs> well, now- song. 
I sympathize with that guy. I'm with that guy on that. But anyway, more. But you're saying more like thematically going. I think he's or I'm laughing at that as thinking like as if they haven't just played like their longest set list of this. Their not their career necessarily, but like pretty long, anyways. So twenty tall. 27 songs in Tulsa is tied for the longest show they've ever done. <laughs> Schrodinger's band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boy, our feet were feeling it too. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're old <laughs> enough to know. A true U2 fan is too tired to stand after that many songs anyways, right? That's what you're trying to say. You got to warn me if you're going to have me stand that long. <laughs> <laughs> we were all looking at each other like, oh man. <laughs> I was like, to Sulet, like during until the end of the world, we were all just, you know, just dan- dancing and pogoing and everything. And I like literally like thought to myself, to Sula, you better dial it down because you are going to hurt tonight. <laughs> I really honestly thought that and was like trying to be conscious of my bouncing and stuff. <laughs> all right one for the uh the tours folks on on uh at you two so tours.atu2.com is where you can if you're uh, like matt was just referencing some like how many times a song has been played if you're a stats nerd like that or if you want to uh fill out your own account sign up for an account and you can mark off which uh concerts you've been to and sort of see how many times you've heard a certain song and when you say like i've never heard where the streets have no name you can go back and actually find out actually where you were at a concert where they play that which is pretty much all of them other than this tour um but uh where is i at phil sound said why is love is all we have left being counted as a performed song on setlist so far no one is singing or playing a note special effects aside which are cool this is more an outro intro sorry and not really anything more thoughts so I disagree. They are performing it. Bono is standing in front of all of us doing his little, whatever he does uh, to the sky, getting his MRI and he's, and he's mouthing it. If he's not singing it, he's at least lip syncing it. He is performing it. So I, I don't think it shouldn't be counted. So if they did the full Millie Vanilli, would that count as a, (laughs) just to be play devil's advocate for Phil sounds. I have to think about it. I, so, I mean, I, so, so go ahead. It's performance art. I mean, that's, that's what I would call it. It's performance art. And it's, you know, what, two and a half minutes long. He does have a mic. I mean, he's got a microphone on for some, like maybe, he does have a mic. He yeah. is mic'd yeah. and he is moving and being theatrical and doing whatever he needs to do to, to trigger the AR crap that's going on above his head. So to me, that's a performance. Well, when here the in the chat, Gibby Jigane, someone I won't name who is listening to the wireless transmission said only the second <laughs> verse was pre-recorded. Come on to the live show if you want your name butchered is, I guess, the lesson everybody's going to learn. <laughs> now, what were you going to say? Do you, do you well, agree so, with me so, or not? You know, if if you if you want to know where you can find over analysis of you two, come to the private tours channel in our Slack, where we have discussions oh God. that go ad nauseum right. about how to list things like this, and they're yeah. actually quite fascinating. And uh, and so we had a yeah. very lengthy discussion about how this yeah. exact song should be listed. And so I would a I would agree with what I'm seeing in the chat. Some people are saying that he has sung at least some of it in one city or another city or whatever. And that's not always, Oh, I get the full screen for this. How exciting. <laughs> so there's some discussion, like maybe he is singing parts of it, not singing other parts of it. And then ultimately, so we are listing it on our set list, but we're calling it love is all we have left. And then in parentheses, we're putting augmented reality because number one, we thought if a fan comes to our site and they know 
and 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 they don't see that song listed, they're going to think, "Wow, these guys don't even they don't even know they don't even have listed that thing Bono did first by himself." So we have to list it somehow because people twenty thousand people in the arena are seeing it and they might want to know what it is. But then we decided, all right, well, what if what if on the next tour they actually perform it, you know, without the augmented reality and no lip sync and no, you know, it's like the actual song. So then we decided, all right, well, let's call this one augmented reality. That way we can say, well, it's not the same as the actual song that they did, which is the same thing we did, by the way, on 360 tour with um Boom. what's the, no, the one that they did the remix on the 360 tour. I'll go crazy if I don't go crazy tonight. We, li- I don't we listen to yeah. two different versions. There's, there's the regular version of that, and then there's the remix, and we treat them as two different songs so that we can say which version was played on which tours. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's a, that's a little taste of what we talk about on the tours channel on Slack. Tiny. Very nerdy. It's kind of like <laughs> for baseball nerds, you know, debating different stats. It's, it's just that sure. for you two fans, right? So. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, we have to list it. You can't not list it because people come right. to the show. They want to know what's the what's the thing that Bono did by himself. So it has to right. be there. Yeah. Same thing with Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me in the middle. It's still a performance. It's not, they're not standing there singing it to us, but there's stuff going on on the screens. So well, and we don't list that one on the tour site because that's You don't Gavin list it on the tour site, and, but we count it on Twitter. And, uh, and yeah, Regine, you guys Right. Yeah, from Market Fire. So anyway, right. yeah. very nerdy stuff. That's very, very super nerdy, nerdy. In the grand scheme of things, it does not matter, folks. Exactly. How dare you? <laughs> we're not. We're not curing <laughs> cancer with these answers. I'm just happy there. Thanks to Caroline, we know that there's some Canadian content on the YouTube tour um, with uh, yeah, Regine from Market Fire. Uh, oh, that's right. There is. That's true. At this train 9900 said, what do you think finally spurred you two to add Acrobat to the set list? I, I've, this is the first I've heard of any demand for Acrobat, first of all. So thanks for bringing that to my attention. But uh, also fan outcry slash personal request from Andy Green with Rolling Stone or just timeliness of the lyrics with today's world. Um, I don't know. Did we have any thoughts before how Acrobat would, I can't remember, um, if anybody had opinions on, here we go. (laughs) Hey, I am vindicated in one regard and I will tell this story very briefly, but my friend Stacy SRJ six, eight on Twitter, if anybody knows her, she's in the Bay area. She went to the two California shows these past couple nights and she was in seats. The first one and somebody got up. During Edge's guitar solo, which, as you may know, is the best part of the whole song, and went to get a pretzel. Okay. And I said, Gee, Stacy, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That guy was a jerk. But you know what? I said on a podcast two years ago, people would be crunching their nachos during this song because they're not going to know it. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Vindication. Don't break your arm patting yourself on the back over there. Vindication. <laughs> Elevation. Vindication. There we go. Separation. <laughs> so, but I don't think, I don't think it was just fans requesting it that got them to play it. I'm not sure that that hurt anything. I'm sure that helped, but I don't think that's why they're playing it. Yeah. I'm Matt? sure the, the fan noise plus Andy Green, even, you know, just at that level, putting it to them as well, which not that they would, they needed him to be, to tell them that there was fan demand for it, but just Rolling Stone willing to acknowledge it even. Um, plus Matt slipped them a bunch of money. That's the, the untold story. Actually, I just, I didn't, we were going to keep it hidden, but Matt paid them a bucket of money. That's why none of us get paid, but um, 
just to bribe them to include it <laughs> on the tour. So you can thank Matt on Twitter at Matt McGee. No, but Matt, uh, you were skeptical uh, about how it would come off. Well, both of you were, but so it's great I, to have you on. But yeah, both of us were. I, yeah, and I'll just—I mean, you know—I I was wrong. There's no other way around it. I was—I was absolutely wrong. I've said on this podcast several times in the past that I didn't think it would sound good live. I think I said that it would come across like electrical storm, which was—you know what—you know what else I don't like. You know what else I don't like when I'm wrong. <laughs> and uh and yeah, it um you know, I don't know if it's the combination of McFisto going into it and I don't know, it just it's it comes across way better than I expected it to and even like I said earlier, even the what I heard in Tulsa compared to what I heard last night on the scopes and streams, mm-hmm. it's already way better than it was before. So I uh, yeah, I was wrong. I I I, right here. <laughs> Just wait, let's go back to, oops, wrong one here. This guy. There we go. Okay. Got it full wrong screen. Wrong idiot. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think in answer to the question, I, I think the uh, the idea of it being appropriate for this concert and the, the set list and stuff is the biggest yeah. reason why it's being played the way it is. If it, if it was purely for fan service, they would have done it as a uh, E stage, whatever element, on or Tree, yeah. yeah, or Joshua Tree slipped it in there, or yeah. just thrown it in once every I mean, so often. Yeah, the part where where McFisto start at, at the end of his speech, where he starts chanting, "Don't believe what you hear, don't believe what you see. If you just close your eyes, you can feel them." That is so powerful and just super powerful. You know, I, I, yeah, I just get chills when he does that. Me too. Uh, I got goosebumps that night, and it helped that somebody like really close to Matt and I, when that started, went like, "Can I get a hell yeah!" <laughs> like he was so excited. It's on my video. It's on, on video. my video. Yeah. He was so excited, and that made me like it even more. But um, but I just don't want this to be. So this is my point for trying to make the point that I don't think it was just the YouTube request hashtag that got them to play this song. I don't want the fans to find another crusade to bother the band about. That's what I'm worried about. It's like, okay, now they've done this. Congratulations. You know, here they are. Oh, what will be our next crusade? You know, I please don't. Salome please is what don't. God girl is starting already in the chat room. Well, I'm, <laughs> I I'm on for that. Joking. I'll join her for that. I'd, re- I'd love to hear that. But I don't love it. I, I can't say that I love the song live. I love the McFisto part. The intro into it is phenomenal. I will absolutely eat crow about that. And the guitar solo, Edge's solo is fantastic. But the song itself, eh, I could still do without it. <laughs> yeah. I loved it hearing it on Periscope. I hope they I hope there's no reason they drop it in when I see They won't drop it. I don't think I don't think they'll drop no, it. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it seems to be going well. The only th- the only reason I say that even is just because that I could see them slightly adjusting that segment given where they are in the world, but it's also just in terms of being in Canada instead of the U.S. But it's also just two shows, and I probably will just run it the same way and, and not really make too many changes other than name dropping Daniel Anwar or somebody in the crowd. But um, finally, the yeah, I guess just a concert review kind of question. But at Inherit the Land said, "I love you too in the Tulsa show, but it seemed like the guitars were really loud compared to Bono's voice." And my friend thought the same thing: that guitars drowned out Bono's voice. Was that just a Tulsa thing? Which we kind of covered a bit, I guess. Maybe I don't know if indirectly, but Matt, what are your thoughts on that one? It's you know, I um the videos that I shot the the audio wasn't quite as clear, and the videos that some of our crew have sent in the audio wasn't quite as clear. So I don't know if it's louder. Or if I, I don't know. Uh, I or, think we're, also, we're on the floor though. 
Tulsa were terrible, but the videos I sent you from St. Louis, I thought sounded a lot better. And I was way up in the stands. Yeah, I think I think that certainly plays a part. But I also think that to some degree, I think that it's the fact that a lot of the songs they're playing on this tour are edges, crunchy, grungy guitar sound and not the more ethereal, you know, beautiful mm-hmm. day type stuff. Um, and so That's it comes true. across, you know, a lot yeah, like, harder and a lot louder. Yeah, like a street's bad kind of thing where it's more the clean echo delay stuff versus yeah and here you've got until the end of the world and gloria yeah blackout and american soul are just the you know oh god those are so good live crunchy (laughs) guitar those are two of my favorite yeah so the i remember this being asked in around the joshua tree tour last time the 30th one uh 30th anniversary one but like if you had just you're you're going to one show where and you've got GA tickets. Where do you stand, and what should you be t- trying to do for the show? Matt, go go with you first. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't line up all day. You don't need to line up all day. You can walk. We walked in at six or seven at night, and you could get right up to like second row. There were, there's so much rail. There's, I mean, unless you absolutely like you're really short, so you need to be at the rail to be able to see, or there's a certain spot you want to get to so you can be close to you know, the E stage for those, that group of songs, or you want to be up at the very front row on the main stage. So, you know, that's fine. Line up all day. But if you're just want to enjoy the show on the GA floor, I don't see, I wouldn't bother lining up. Um, We, there's room to, you know, at Tulsa, at least there was room to move around. I think we sort of hung out for the most part, like halfway back and like back near the wall. Um, But the further back you are, then you got traffic walking, you know, walking in front yeah that's you. one bad thing about where that's, we land yeah that, that's sort of the down the down part i think yeah like i think for my upcoming shows i'm probably going to just like hang back again but maybe you know anticipate you know well i know next song they're going to be moving out to the east stage so i'll sort of you know scoot my way down there and that's i, I think that's what i'm just going to do is just kind of move around and go where the band goes I, i'll be curious to see now that everybody knows that edge and adam do the thing in the red zone for pride I, i'll be curious to know if that's like even more packed in so yeah, <clears throat> i agree with 100 with everything he said <laughs> there's there's the odd time i've caught like either a video or a periscope <laughs> <He> <laughs> agreed on a lot knock it off celebrate your win um you know you're catching a where someone's like sitting uh what would it be like perpendicular staring straight down the barricade basically i guess is where their seat happens to be in the arena right and that that kind of is a kind of a sucky (laughs) because you got you can't see the screen you get to get a little peek they do have a little baby screen though for the oh the actual the the arena video or whatever yeah like when they play like gloria and i will follow they show that so you're not missing you're not missing that you're just missing like cedarwood road and iris and yeah yeah. The fancy, the blackout, which is super cool on the yeah. screen. So, <laughs> nightmare, nightmare inducing cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all the questions and stuff we had. Uh, that's any, any closing comments on the, on the show so far that uh, you both have a few more that well, you're, you're hitting. We should, we should, I, w- I would be curious for both of your opinions, Chris, even though you weren't at a show, just, I know you're following them. I'd be, cu- we, I mean, we should talk about the fact that they're not playing streets for the first time ever. Right. For the first mm-hmm. time since 18. 80- for the first time since 89. So what do you guys think? I think from, uh, did you miss it from the outside? I don't, I didn't miss it. Cause it like the show stands on its own as a great U2 experience, I guess is how I would view it from, 
I, like I said, I followed one show completely start to finish. And then the other ones I've sort of popped in and out of, um, and I, I wouldn't, I think, I mean, I would probably notice it, but I wouldn't have really noticed it if somebody hadn't pointed it out that it was a big deal that they hadn't played it, I guess, in that sense. So, um, but I could see somebody who is a big, like, I'm trying to think of where they would be going that they haven't gone before that, you know, if they didn't get to hear streets because this is their one chance to see you too, I feel for that fan, but I don't think that they should be doing, cause obviously you could say that about any number of U2 songs that, well, I never got to hear whatever they should play that. Um, I think I love that they, the, the theme and the show and, and the set list as a whole is more important than fan service of uh, one particular song. So that's my having not seen the show view on it. How about you, Tsula? Philosophically, I'm very proud of them for not playing it, but sentimentally, I did miss it. Um, that said, if they were going to play it and they didn't make the screens go completely red, then forget about it. Like, I don't want it. Just unless you can do it the right way, just leave it. It's you, you survived it. There weren't, you know, mobs in the doorway when you were leaving. I, I think it's fine that they're not doing it. I think the bigger, well, I don't know if it's bigger, but like streets certainly live is like a big concert moment for sure. But with or without you feels like the recognizable hit that a lot of people would be missing. Yeah, there. but there's a different response. Like you don't turn around to look at the crowd during with or without you, or at least I don't, but streets every time I've heard streets since the very first time I heard streets, I've turned around just to see the joy of the people in the crowd. And I do, I did miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should also note a lot of people, when we talk about the war horses that they play too often, like mysterious waves and everything, pride always comes up. People hate pride. I've never minded. I like it, whatever. But this time people are praising it. Like they're falling all over themselves to say how great it is this time. I think actually that's one I've missed. Point that out. Yeah. No, it's, it's really well edge and Adam popping up in the crowd helps a lot. But just the arrangement of it, the way they do it, the fresh MLK graphics, um, its that's not all repetitive from the last time. It, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it every time, and especially when I was in seats, because everybody got out of their seats for that. <laughs> yeah, I've for some reason, I've missed actually when Pride, I don't know, maybe the stream I was watching went out or whatever. Maybe it cut out. Yeah, I, I think I missed part of it or whatever. But um, yeah, I've heard that it's sort of just a different, slightly different style. Anyways, obviously, the song is pretty much the same, but. Um, just enough to make it fresh, but do we think that they'll switch up, um, the American soul bit and all that for Europe? I was going to ask you guys what you thought. I I honestly don't know. I'm just wondering. I don't know. I mean, I, I would think they probably would just like, not to the same degree that like, um, zoo TV's Europa was changed, I guess, as much thematically maybe, but like, just, it feels a little bit, I don't know. Like, All of the imagery and staring at the sun is America's political problems right now. I can't, I mean, it's, of course, it's everybody's, we're everybody's problem. Yeah, thanks but, a lot, America. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> our, our apologies and condolences to those who love us. Um, but <laughs> that said, you know, I mean, obviously I can be empathetic when they blow up the car and the Irish bomb, you know, or I wasn't there. I wasn't, I was a child when that happened, but, uh, but I still feel it. I still feel for those people and I still feel for the pain that they had and all that good stuff. But that's also one song like, or, you know, two songs, I guess. And that set that are dedicated to that 
Dublin bombing. This is like a whole, a whole long drawn out <laughs> part of the show. So I'm just wondering if they keep it, will it be well received? And if they don't, what are they going to replace it with? Well, in the chat, Caroline, and um, I don't know if anybody else is, or a couple of people have said, like, I hope they hope that stays the same for Europe. It's just as relevant there. So I guess that's one okay. perspective. But I, I do cool. wonder about like the big, which song is it with the big American flag? Uh, um, American soul. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> but, you know, just that element, <laughs> obviously. American in the title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is a bit like, because uh, in, in, again, from my pers- perspective, it feels like a bit of what they're doing is slamming America and certain policies and certain ways of treating people and that, like the history of that, but also throwing up some enough like raw, raw America imagery to like, if somebody is really angry and says, you too is so whatever for going after Trump or going after whatever, all, you know, far right or whatever, but they did have a big American flag. So I'm okay. You know, or whatever. Like it's sort of like, as long as you, again, Canadian here, but like you're, you can throw up a big, huge American flag and all your sins are forgiven in a sense. And so uh, there's a bit of, it feels like a bit of that is at play in sort of how they're subtly manipulating the crowd, like playing to all sides. All sides are welcome and all that kind of stuff. I will say it was a little jarring for me to see the KKK and then see MLK, (laughs) like, like in the same 10 minutes or so, you know, I, we looked at Michelle and I looked at each other and kind of gasped when we saw the torches come out. I mean, it's just an ugly it's an ugly time and and it's an ugly memory of things that have happened in recent history. But like, I was just a little nauseous and then, yeah, you have your hope, you have the the flag drop, you have MLK, you have the Kendrick Lamar graphics and everything. Um, So I don't know. I, I may have to experience a few more shows before I completely make my mind up about it. But again, I'm proud of them for doing it. They're taking risks and that's the band I like. Yeah. And uh, the, the, listener whose name i shall not pronounce anymore says note that the american flag was drooping at each show and i think that's deliberate which is a good good point and and again is very likely intentional and probably very much exact like spot on and but again the kind of person who's excited about the american flag yeah the fabric is pretty thin so people can see through it so i don't know yeah who knows i don't know if that's intentional but yeah there you can sort of read it whichever way fits your exactly That's the beauty of having your own perspective. Everything's subjective, right? Just like Acrobat is an amazing song live. Everything. I will love it if (laughs) if it goes to Montreal and you're like, oh, is that it? Mm. (laughs) That's too bad. If listening onto a live stream of a thing on my phone, sitting on my couch gives me chills i'm i'm hoping that live is, is still <laughs> at least somewhat impactful but um yeah all right just call me gibby is what that may even be wrong gibby? <laughs> that's what, that's what everybody that writes in from now on should just assign themselves a nickname that they know you can pronounce <laughs> and declare that's what they'd like to be referred to throughout yeah. the or show. or just enjoy my butchering of your name and that can be your <laughs> your call sign your hallmark yeah how did you did you ever call me anything when we first met did you know how to say my name i don't remember um, you ever screwing it up not Maybe well in real life it. generally i in real life i just avoid saying someone's name if i don't if i'm not confident whereas <laughs> hey on the podcast you, i feel hey like you yeah <laughs> lots of hey you yeah uh speaking <laughs> of you too uh <laughs> coming up <laughs> We've got, uh, there's the U2 conference happening in Belfast, pop 
is Pop Vision 2018. Pop Vision is the theme. It's 2018 is the year. U2Conference.com is where you can go check it out and uh, get tickets. I think still are available. And um, yep. also in the near future here, in a, depending on when you listen to this, but next week, um, U2, well, Bono and the Edge anyways, are going to be on Ellen DeGeneres on the Ellen Show on May 15th. So links to that, all that stuff is, of course, at, at U2.com. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ATU2, facebook.com slash ATU2.com, and Instagram, ATU2.com. And And make uh, sure during the tour season that you're following our YouTube channel and our Flickr channel, because we're adding videos and photos almost by the hour. (laughs) At least I am. (laughs) It does feel that way, but it's a good thing. I mean. Yeah, I was. I tried to compose a tweet around this, but I couldn't. My brain couldn't make sense. But like the, the watching old videos of McFisto from like the Zoo TV era, which was like this multimedia oh, yeah. extravaganza, um, which you can go back and and follow, check out the Twitter feed for a bunch of like references back to old shows and stuff for McFisto, um, and Sherry put an article together on it, YouTube.com for about that, yes. which all of that will be in the show notes. But um, just the video quality Perfect. of like um, what we watched back then. And now comparing to that to like just what we see on our phone you know, that sits in our pocket, basically, it's crazy that what we have now is higher quality and it's live streamed from somewhere in the world, literally. Like yeah. I almost like the anniversary of Zoo TV, it'd be so fun to like, if they just did like a, whatever, three month jaunt around the world, like redid Zoo TV <laughs> with modern tech. Oh and God, how that would be but, so cool. Um, they did re- they did reference a, a possible octane baby anniversary tour in one of the interviews so we can fingers cross that i was trying to figure out if my hotel room in vegas is going to have a dvd player because i want to watch sydney right before the oh yeah show. <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> hopefully like it so in the mood for that hopefully it doesn't take a near-death <laughs> experience to have a octane baby <laughs> reunion tour a uh, no, <laughs> let's not have any more of those, please. But that's a, we should bring that up though. Bono looks great. Like he's he's got so much energy and he's healthy, and it's just good to see him. He feels more back on this tour than he did on JT. He's moving a lot more. He's much more physical, like he used to be dancing around and silliness and all that. And it's good to see that and talking a lot. Apparently, oh my gosh, that last San Jose show, sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have seen if the if the public could have seen the slack last night between Matt and I, like, oh my god, is he gonna stop Like, oh my god, is doing the the live tweet, and I'm trying to update the website, and we both are like, when is this? When is he going to be quiet? Stop talking, just end the show. And like, like, and he it was like at the end of the last song, and he was still talking. I'm like, Bono, yeah. lights are coming on. You gotta get down. You gotta get on Go home. Leave. You gotta go to Vegas. Oh my gosh, it was funny though. All right. Well, speaking of just ending the show, oh. we're still. Talking. I'm cutting you. You guys I are still. I was talking. gonna say thanks to everybody who sent me uh, gifts back last night. Oh yeah, during, uh, that was fun. So where can uh, folks tweet at you if they disagree or or otherwise just want to send a nice little tweet about, hey, it was great that you talked on that podcast last night. <laughs> well, Tasula, what's your Twitter handle? I am at Tasula. And uh, Matt? I have a new Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> at I was wrong about Acrobat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at eatcrow.com. <laughs> <laughs> Someone can set oh, that I'm up. I'm at, at McKee for Crow. 
crying out loud. And I'm I, Chris. So thank you for listening. And uh, like we said earlier, you can send in questions, comments. We'd love to hear your review of the tour. Any comments, questions you have about that's probably what will be occupying a lot of the topic topics that we just discuss on the on future episodes at least for the next little while until we get bored of <laughs> theoretically bored of uh, talking about the tour and uh you can do that using hashtag ask at you too on twitter and uh you can find past episodes of the show if you're brand new like we said at the beginning why, why are you waving at me man well i just i was just going to encourage people if they do send any tweets with ask at you too if their name is something like you know jane smith or jack jones really easy to pronounce <laughs> make up a name so that chris can butcher it Okay, right. there you go set up a whole new twitter handle with some weird yeah. obscure name just so that i can yeah. what you want to be referred to as yeah That's there you funny. go <laughs> uh past episodes good stuff.fm slash atu2 and you'll find the past 80 episodes go back to episode one and see how we sound compared to now it might be like uh night one of this tour compared to whatever wherever we are when you're listening to this hopefully <laughs> i don't <somehow>. know <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Peace.